Today on Kingdom Currents, I'm going to talk about a major question that has to be answered by every Christian, and and that question is very simple. Can education be neutral? I want to welcome you to Kingdom Currents. My name is Glenn Schultz, your host. And a lot of people out there, many Christians included, think that education or schooling can be neutral. That you go to school and you just take the academics and you learn facts and and you you can actually have a secular education, which means uh, it's not that they're against Christianity or religion, but that uh, simply uh, Christianity, religion doesn't have a place in, in what's going on in the schoolhouse. But, but there's a fallacy behind that because you're thinking that uh, there is some form of education that is spiritually neutral. And the reality is that's not true. I want to look at some of the writings of Dr. Robert L. Dabney today. Uh, He was a professor of moral philosophy uh, at the University of Texas back in the mid to late 1800s. And he wrote a book that was just simply titled Discussions. And he talks about all kinds of issues in life. It was published back in 1897. But one of the volumes uh, in this book on discussions by Dabney was just merely titled Secular. And then in that volume, he he talked about education in one of the chapters. Now, back then, you've got to understand that there was a big debate going on that could the state in America become the educator of children formally? Because there were people who were saying, you know, the state needs to make sure that Everybody knows uh, how to read, how to write, how to do math, uh, so that they would be good citizens. And and we can't just leave it up to parents because parents may not do the job equally. So the state's got to do it. And, And Dabney saw a real danger in this. And he was very, very outspoken, especially uh, when it was taking place in the state of Virginia. And, And Dabney made some very strong statements where he said, if the state in America becomes the educator, the formal trainer of young children, education must be secularized totally. Dabney really believed that if the government were to become the educator, then you can't have religion instruction as part of what the government is doing. And he went on to even say, if the state assumes responsibility for education, there is therefore a great risk that the education of youth will be perverted to serve an ideological faction. This will occur by the hateful means of filling their minds with error and passion in place of truth and right. So he was saying, first, If the state educates, then religion has to be removed. Now, of course, they were just talking about Christianity as a religion because when you really talk about, you know, 
uh, secular humanism, that's a religion too because it involves faith. But what he's saying is the state would have to provide a secular education, and therefore when you remove Christianity, when you remove God, and you say we're just neutral, then what it allows, it allows men to bring in their ideological ideas. And it even says that the education of youth will be perverted to serve an ideological faction. Now, let's be honest with what's going on in schooling in the United States today. We are seeing this take place uh, full out uh, force in broad daylight before our very eyes. Uh, the ide- ideological factions around the, all the gender issues and human sexuality, uh, climate change, uh, critical theory, uh, the whole diversity and inclusion, all of these things are being forced into the educational system because that's what the state says is important. God's word, truth, it's not there. So what happens, as Dabney rightly says, this will occur by the hateful means of filling their minds with error and passion. And that's what's happening. Uh, The education that's taking place in secular schools today is filling young minds with error first and then a passion for the error. Instead of truth and what's right, which should be the reason why we educate our kids. Now, what happened and why uh, even Christians were supportive of the state taking control of the education is that Christianity was so commonplace and so widely accepted by the populace that they they could not see how it could ever be separated from what would take place in school. Again, Dabney saw this, and he refers to one state, Connecticut, where he said the population was so homogeneous and the dissidents to the Christian beliefs of the population were so few in number that the dominant religion could be taught on the state's account with any protests loud enough to be inconvenient. What what he was saying is, you've got to understand, uh, you take a state like Connecticut, the culture was Judeo-Christian culture. They were supportive of Christianity. So therefore, uh, yes, you could go into a school uh, that the state was doing, the government was running, and you could teach Christianity. Why? <laughs> because that's the way the population was. But, but he also understood uh, that the population will change. And with a growing number of people who reject the Christian faith, then the protest about teaching biblical truth and absolute truth and what's right and wrong from a biblical perspective in schools would be opposed, and it would be opposed to the point where it would be forced out. And, you know, Dabney thought that what was going to happen, he saw this coming, but he said, it's it's not going to be overcome by Christians. And he said the reason why uh, people will triumph in 
bringing the education of children and youth under the control of the state is because of what Dabney referred to as the growing timidity of the evangelicals. And through this growing timidity of the evangelicals at Dabney's time, there was a poverty of the compromises they offered. In other words, instead of just saying, no, we're going to educate our children biblically and it'll be the home and church and we're not going to give you our children over to the state. Well, we're going to compromise and we're going to, we just don't want to rock the boat. And what it ends up doing is the Christians of Dabney's day in the late 1800s, there was a indifference towards the value of biblical teaching. If you go back to our founding fathers, Rush and others, founding fathers, they wrote that to remove the Bible from the classroom would be disastrous. Well, the Christians of the late 1800s, they didn't value biblical teaching in the schoolhouses much. And so what we've got to understand is this is what took place back then that now we're seeing the consequences each and every day before our very eyes. What what we've got to understand is that there, there was this, I, I guess you'd have to say, this desire to go and say, well, the school is just going to teach reading and arithmetic and the things that will just make us good citizens. And we're going to leave uh, the teaching of spirituality, uh, Christianity, morals, values, those kind of things to the parents and to the house of worship. Now, Dabney says that that, that probably won't take place. He, he even said this, the only alternative to a secularize uh, this is to secularize the state's teaching absolutely, limiting it to matters merely secular and leaving parents or the church to supplement it with such religious teaching as they may please or none if they so please. And then he said this, let us see whether this plan is either possible or admissible. And, and again, people kept pushing and, and trying to get them to realize that, you know, no, we can go and teach just neutral facts and, and school, and then the, the home and church, they can teach the faith and values, and that, that won't uh, create us any problems. And, and what, what Dabney says, he even asked the question, why can't a teacher just present secular subject matter without maiming either his subject or Christianity? Well, he goes on to answer his own question. If his teaching is more than dabbling in some corner of education, it will be found to be tacitly anti-Christian. Overt assaults are not made, but there is a studied avoidance which is in effect hostile. There can be no neutral position between these two extremes, which have a great gulf fixed between them. See, if you go and say, well, the school is only teaching secular subject matter, what you're doing is you're actually tacitly anti-Christian because you're saying that there is knowledge that has no spiritual uh, application. And, and he said, 
So they don't, secular education doesn't have to have overt assaults on Christianity, but just the fact that it's a studied avoidance, which ends up being hostile. If you just avoid the mention of God, if you avoid the mention that, you know, the Ten Commandments was the foundation of our of our legal system and our laws in our country, if you just don't uh, mention it, that actually becomes hostile. And, and that's when he made that statement, there can be no neutral position between these two extremes, and that's what they are. See, what Dabney understood that so many Christians don't realize is that education, according to Dabney, is the nurture and development of the whole man for his proper end. And and that's a powerful statement. Education is the nurture and development of the whole man or the whole child for that child's proper end. What what is the goal uh, of that education? And, And Dabney went on and said, that end must be conceived rightly in order to understand the process, and even man's earthly end is moral. See, anything that you aim at, that you want to see human beings become, is a moral issue. It's a spiritual issue. And he said that what you've got to do is you haven't have to have a goal an end for every child, and it must be conceived rightly. And, and, and it's got to be in line with reality and truth. So, so what is the end of every person? Well, God's word says God wants every single person, every child, to come to know him as Lord and Savior and then become his disciple. That's the right end. And if that's the end, that's going to drive the process of schooling. Now, if the end is just to be a good citizen, then that end is going to shape the process. If the end is what it is today, you be whatever you want to be, you be whatever your emotions and your feelings tell you you are on this day, well, then that's going to shape the process of schooling. And we're seeing that take place. But at the same time, we've got Christians who won't take a stand and say, you know, enough's enough. We're going to educate our children biblically. And and it's just so important that we understand that. Now, uh, Dabney went on and he said, you know what? (laughs) Every single a person of any religion other than the Protestants back there in the mid-1800s, they would never dream to allow a religion to be separated from the education that their kids get. Listen to how Dabney puts it. He says, first, no people of any age, any religion or civilization before ours has ever thought so. Against the present attempt, right or wrong, stands the whole common sense of mankind. Pagan, Catholic, Mohammedan, Greek, Protestants have all hitherto rejected any other education than one grounded in religion as absurd and wicked. And 
Dabney even quoted uh, the, the great founder, Daniel Webster. And Webster put it this way, in what age, by what sect, where, when, by whom has religious truth been excluded from education? Nowhere, never, everywhere and at all times it has been regarded as essential. It is, meaning religious instruction, is of the essence, the vitality of useful instruction. So we've got to understand that you just can't go and say, well, you teach this part and the home and church will teach this and we're going to have an educated child who, who is whole in their understanding and there's a there's a unified belief system. It just will not happen. Dabney went on and said, true education is in one sense a spiritual process. It is the nurture of a soul and the soul is spiritually indivisible. The soul cannot be successfully cultivated by patches. We cannot have the intellectual workman polish it at one place and the spiritual workman at another. And what he's saying is, when a child goes to the state school, the whole soul goes in there. You can't say, oh, just send your intellectual part of your soul there. No, the whole soul goes there. You can't cultivate the soul by teaching them one thing in one place and something spiritual in another. Dabney went on to explain this. He said, Every line of true knowledge must find its completeness in its convergency to God, even as every beam of daylight leads the eye to the sun. If religion is excluded from our study, every process of thought will be arrested before it reaches its proper goal. Wow, when, when I read that, what Dabney was saying is, if you want your children to become disciples of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it will not take place. It cannot take place because every line of true knowledge has to converge to the reality of God. He, he compares it that every beam of daylight, if you follow it to the source, you have to go to the sun. And so what he's saying is, if you exclude Christianity, he says religion, but Christianity was the religion of the day. If you exclude Christianity uh, from, from study, every process of thought will be arrested and taken captive before it reaches its goal of being tied to God. And, and so we've got to understand that secular education is not only neutral, but it's destructive. Uh, again, Dabney saw this back then. He says, if secular education is to be made consistently and honestly non-Christian, neutral, then all its more important branches must be omitted or they must be mutilated and falsified, which is far worse than absolute omission. He asked the question, the rhetorical question, why can't a teacher just present secular subject matter without maiming either his subject or Christianity? Well, he goes on to explain this. If his teaching 
is more than dabbling in some corner of education, it will be found to be tacitly anti-Christian. Overt assaults are not having to made, but there is a studied avoidance which is in effect hostile. See what happens, and, and Dabney was so wise and ahead of his time to see this. He said, what happens when they just go and try to separate the secular from the sacred in the schoolhouse? You don't have to do an assault on Christianity. All you have to do is avoid God, absolute truth, Christianity, and that in itself is hostile. And we've got to understand how important that is. He, he compared, Dabney compared it to a ship whose compass is broken and the pilot is blind. Listen to what he says. If in a ship the compass is broken and the pilot is blind, it is better that there should not be a great force to move her machinery. The more energetic its motion, the greater is the likelihood the ship will speedily uh, be upon the breakers. In other words, he said, if the pilot's blind and the compass is broken, don't move the ship. But if you energetically move the ship with great force, you're just going to get on, on the rocks quicker. You're going uh, to go and uh, beach the ship. You're going to destroy the ship. Well, he's saying that's the same thing that happens when God is removed when Christianity is not part of it, and we try to move our kids in an education, we're going to crash them quicker than we want. He puts it, surely this is sufficient to show the reflecting mind that right moral instruction cannot be separated at any point or for any time from intellectual training without great mischief being done. He, he talks about the fact that as a man it is presumable he will act as he was taught while a boy. And I think we would all agree. <laughs> you and I, much of how we live our lives is based on how we were taught when we were young. So Dabney says, in the public school, a non-Christian standard alone could be given to him. He, he cannot be expected now to rise to any better although he may sink to a lower standard, seeing that what was given to him earlier had no foundation under it. See, when you move the, the foundation of Christianity, of God and the Bible, from any education, what happens, you're telling that child you'll never be able to rise to that level of moral living. In fact, you may sink to a lower standard. Why? because your foundation has been destroyed. And, and that is exactly what we're seeing in schooling today. And so what do we learn from Dabney? Well, we've got to learn that, number one, there is no such thing as neutral education. And, and if you have the state be responsible for education, it has to be completely secularized which is hostile to Christianity and will cause children not to understand the basic tenets of the Christian faith. Therefore, they their minds will be filled with error and with passion about that error and not with truth and what's right. And therefore, we cannot expect them to live 
according to biblical uh, truth and biblical worldview. And, and if we don't take action, if parents today, if church leaders don't go and take a stand and say, you know what, no matter what else, we're going to make sure that we go and educate our children biblically, that we cannot allow the state to become or remain, I guess we should say, remain the educator of our children because it's destroying not just our children, it's destroying our homes, it's destroying our churches, and therefore it's destroying our society. And so therefore, we've got to go and have a unification of home, church, and schooling where God is the foundation, God is the ultimate end, and his word is ultimate truth. And and we can't even have Christian schools just be a Christianized form of a secular school. We've got to be completely and distinctively biblical if we're going to go and be successful in making disciples out of the next generation. That's my goal with Kingdom Education Ministries. That's the goal with the summits. We, we, we just are completing our, our first summit of this summer. We've got one more in Phoenix in a couple weeks. Uh, I, I, I wish so much for pastors and school leaders to get together where we can really strategize about how we can educate our children biblically. Let, let's learn from Dr. Robert L. Dabney, and, and let's understand that if we want our children to know Jesus and serve him faithfully, then we've got to give them a biblical education. Until next time, may God bless you as you try to understand God's plan for educating future generations. I'm Alex Overall, media developer for Northwest Christian School, and I'm here to tell you about NCS's new Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.